everyone. All right, uh, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day that you have made. Thank you for the air every tree. And uh, Lord, we pray that today upon this passage that we can meditate on it and truly hear your word and your intentions and what you were trying to share with us, share with your disciples. Uh, for you're a good shepherd and we have so much to learn from you. So Lord, let our hearts be open to what you have to speak to us. Thank you. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so today we are looking through Mark chapter 14, verses 27 through 42. Uh, yesterday, we they just uh, we just read in the previous passage about where um, Jesus and disciples had just had the uh, Passover supper. And so now they're going to the Mount of Olives. Uh, so go ahead with the passage. You will all fall away, Jesus told them, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I've risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter declared, even if all fall away, I will not. Truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, today, yes, tonight, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times. But Peter insisted emphatically, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the others said the same. They went to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Couldn't you keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Once more, he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Enough, the hour has come. Look, the son of man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. So this was the moment that Jesus kind of had been preparing for his whole life. It, if you think in a kind of a parallel, it's the part in the movie where the protagonist straps on his armor, he's sharpening his blades, maybe gets a pep talk or a goodbye talk from his mom or best friend before he goes into battle. Because uh, Jesus knew what was to come and who could be ready for such a thing? He knew he had to prepare himself, prepare his heart. So he begins by recounting prophecy to his disciples. He says, it was written, as strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. He's quoting prophecy from Zechariah. And we've just, we've just heard that he's going to be betrayed. And then now he tells all his disciples that, hey, you're all going to fall away. 
And, you know, he did this not out of spite or disappointment, but of grace for what he knew would happen and what he understood that um, his disciples weren't ready and just didn't quite get it yet. And that this had to happen how it was. He also said that after he has risen, he will go ahead of his disciples to Galilee. So he's telling them again that he's going to die, but he's going to come back. And again, they still don't understand yet, and it's okay, but he keeps telling them this. Uh, And so despite what he says over and over again uh, about what he says is the truth, Uh, The disciples have a lot of pride and show denial. So we've heard a lot in the last few weeks about how the disciples were overconfident, sometimes jealous, and maybe even power hungry. And here again, the disciples, maybe most most notably Peter, saying, uh, even if all fall away, I will not. You know, he's saying, no, Jesus, you're wrong. I would never betray you. For I'm stronger than what you say I am, or I'm stronger than all the others. And uh, it's very apparent, the pride that is here, but it it is also very clear how much Peter and the disciples love Jesus. And that is why that they have this pride. They they love him so much, they they believe that they could never fall away. Uh, But... But uh, Jesus knows what's to come, and um, he says it. He says, I tell you the truth. And uh, I think the truth hurts oftentimes, and that, that's when we often have denial. You know, uh, the truth is not always what we want to hear, and this was the case uh, very much so for the disciples of Peter. And I think in this moment, I, I really think about how uh, our confidence and pride is false strength, and the true strength of God comes from when we humbly accept our weakness and failures and ultimately look to him for divine living water. So all the disciples said the same. They said, yeah, we, we would never deny you. And I guess Jesus was like, okay. And so then they go on to Gethsemane and Jesus takes only with him Peter, James, and John. And uh, here he like really opens up about his vulnerabilities. He's deeply distressed and troubled. He said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. And I don't know about you, but it sounds like a lot of sorrow. Uh, I don't know exactly that I've felt sorrow to that point. Maybe you have. Uh, but... Clearly, we see here Jesus has felt the same kinds of despair that we do, perhaps infinitely more. And we really see that, um, you know, though he knew what was coming and he knew what had to be done, he was still human here. He had, um, you know, he had the same limitations that we have, but he overcame them. And he did that with praying. Like he went, he was praying if possible, the hour might pass from him. Only if possible, though, because he knew that, Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. But he didn't stop there. He didn't just say, please, please take away this suffering. He said, yet not what I will, but what you will. 
and uh, I I was reading something and it said that in Luke uh, they mentioned a little more descriptively about how when he was praying an angel came upon him and his sweat became like drops of blood and so I just imagine a very intense moment of prayer or not moment it was maybe a few hours and it's just really, really uh, vivid, the vulnerability that we see from Jesus right here and how he answers in the face of such sorrow. He prays to God, yet not what I will, but what you will. And uh, if there's anything we can learn from him, it's, it's this. And so he's facing it alone. He's not fully, he's not alone. He, he turned to his father, but he was hoping that his disciples would be there to watch and pray with him, to support him in this time, because, you know, they were, they were his best friends too. You know, he, they traveled with him for so long and he was hoping that they would be there for him, but they fell asleep each time. Uh, he said, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And when he came back three times and in verse 39, it said they didn't know what to say to him. I, I really felt the disciples' embarrassment. And, you know, in those moments where, uh, you know, you, you're told you're asked to do something and then they check on you again a couple times and at the end of the day, it's still not done. It's just like, oh, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I didn't do it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and... In this most sorrowful moment, he couldn't rely on them for support, and, but he knew where to draw strength and peace from, which was in prayer to God. And so despite our sleeping, despite the disciples sleeping, uh, God continues his work and his will continues to be carried out. And when I think about this, my mind can go two ways. One is fear. Fear because I might feel, if the Lord can do it without me, why should I try? But then there's the way of hope. Hope because I know that God has a plan and his work needs to be carried out, but he's not forcing me to be part of his plan. He wants me to be part of his plan. Uh, and when I was thinking about this, I was reminded by, I think uh, Pastor Paul said it in his last sermon about uh, how God's love is not forced upon us in the same way God's will is not. Uh, and yeah, so it really goes, this whole passage goes to show that Jesus was giving one last lesson to his disciples before the crucifixion. Uh, what to do in the in the face of suffering. He said, uh, he went to the Lord in prayer. Uh, in, in verse 37, he was saying, could you not keep watch for one hour? So he was praying for maybe three hours, the same prayer until he was ready to bear this cup because it was a, it's quite a cup to bear. And so I, I am here with just a couple questions that I was think, meditating on and to keep in my heart. And so what do I do in the face of suffering? Uh, 
in the past, maybe many things, but I know now from Jesus' example that I should pray. And to not just say, oh, please take it away, but pray fervently, continue praying that we can do God's work. And the last question is, are you still sleeping? Am I still sleeping? Maybe literally, uh, if anyone is still in bed right now. Uh, I know I did it once where I kind of fell back asleep. <laughs> but uh, I ask, are you still sleeping? Not because of a, to guilt anybody uh, or to guilt myself, but because just like the disciples, we fall asleep sometimes. We, we don't stand there with God and his will. But he, st- he doesn't come back and uh, shame us. He's just like, hey, are you still sleeping? Wake up. Come with me. So he says right here, he says, rise, let us go. And I, I hope that's something we can take with us uh, today. Uh, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time this morning uh, that we can meditate on your on your word and look back at the things you've tried to teach us. You taught us to look to you in, in prayer in all things, in the most sorrowful of times, just like Jesus did at the, the moment before he knew that he was going to be betrayed, that he was going to be arrested and taken to his death, a death that was filled with so many so much pain that we can only imagine. Lord, in the face of all this, he still prayed to you to do your will. And Lord, let us learn from him and do the same in all things. So I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.